<laughs> did you did you record? No, not yet. Yeah. Welcome really? to the <laughs> Welcome to the Targeted Podcast. <clears throat> I am Sahi, that is Nicholas. Um, I love how Nicholas his name on the thing says Nicholas's. <laughs> just in case just in case I didn't think it was my account, right? <laughs> this is Nicholas's. <laughs> I don't even know when it did that. I, I don't I'll know. switch it later. I'm not even sure how the is that the the correct uh, how that works for possession with the S <laughs> Nicholas's yeah S? yeah I think so okay makes sense ain't no English teacher man get out of here not. <laughs> I'm really not okay stick to stick to code stick to code I will do that right and I will start stick to this podcast. So, you know, I want to say welcome to everyone uh, for joining us in this podcast. Uh, I'm sure people will join eventually. <laughs> but no, uh, this is actually a doozy. So I spent a lot of time kind of doing Devil McInerney my research. So I figured this out. Well, I watched the podcast video last year from a guy called The Holy Podcast, right? And he did this whole expose on... <clears throat> why black Christians vote Democrat and why white Christians vote Republican, right? And there's just so much to kind of get into um, into this, right? And I really want to kind of share this information and kind of see where it's going, right? So since the current governor <laughs> uh, has tried to ban critical race theory and has set up a hotline for critical race theory. You're gonna get amongst, your amongst other stupid things. Yeah, amongst <laughs> other stupid things. Right. But, uh, yeah, sure. Um, you're gonna get your critical race theory stuff to here right now. Since it's not going anywhere else in Virginia, you'll you'll get it right here because it's Black History Month, right? So let's go ahead and get started. Some disclaimers before we get started, though. Uh, number one. This is obviously a very, a very political topic, kind of. It shouldn't be. It's not by design, but rather, I mean, when you say, why do Black people vote Democrat, right? That's going to invoke some sort of political beliefs and whatnot, and people will feel some type of way about this, right? The intent of this is not to put down anyone or is to not to say Democrats are right, Republicans are wrong but to really give some historical context, right? And to kind of open up some discussion. I have a crap ton of notes here and I realize I'm not gonna get through it all, right? And I don't wanna spend an hour talking about this, so. Yeah, no, let's get to it, man. Let's get yeah, to but it. I do wanna, I do wanna kind of get into the details as to, I mean, why, why that's the case, right? And I think it's really, really important. It's sad that we don't talk about this in schools, right? So, uh, time to get started. Why do black people tend to vote Democrat? And why do white people tend to vote Republican, right? And it is a very, very interesting thing because obviously Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, right? Uh, the man who freed the slaves is a Republican, right? Um, Frederick well, that's Douglas, usually what they say is it's the party of Lincoln. The party of Lincoln. It's the party of Lincoln, right? That's how they kind of justify themselves. So, but um, Lincoln obviously was Republican. Frederick Douglass, right? 
uh, his story, right, was a slave who escaped to freedom to New York, right? Uh, he eventually became the ambassador to Haiti, right? He's a Republican, right? Actually, the first 23 African-Americans that was elected to Congress were Republicans, right? The first one being uh, Hiram Rhodes Rebels, elected to Congress in 1871, right? Uh, currently in Congress, however, there are only three Black Republicans in Congress, uh, including Byron Donalds, right? Burgess Owens and Tim Scott, right? In terms of Democrats, there are 57 in Congress, right? 56 okay. representatives, one in the Senator. So Reverend Warwick of Georgia, uh, the lone black governor, I mean, the lone black Senator, Democratic Senator, and Tim Scott, the lone black Senator in, uh, the lone black Senator in Congress, right? So that's kind of how we are. So the question is how the hell we got here, right? Some, some more interesting numbers to kind of put into perspective here. 91% of black, black people, African-Americans, voted for the Democrat in 2016. And then 92% voted for the Democrat in 2020, right? Uh, so obviously there was kind of a, a huge role reversal into that. And we're gonna kind of get into uh, to that, why? I do wanna, I'm gonna post the link to all of my resources uh, in the chat. So, cause I went through a lot of resources to try to make sure that this is right and whatnot. And don't want you guys to think I'm pulling a point is out of midair, right? Also people tend to be contrarian and like- uh... Are you saying you didn't use Wikipedia? <laughs> I didn't use Wikipedia. I did use a lot of uh, videos which have their own references. I used NPR and whatnot as well. So I used a lot of resources. It took a lot of time just to kind of consolidate everything. And I'm gonna ask your forgiveness earlier because right now because it's, you'll probably see me just flipping around through pages and whatnot, just trying to stay organized. But yeah, let's go ahead and get started. I will post the, the references to all my notes here like after I'm done here, but I kind of gave you the rundown of, like I said, the first uh, 23 African-American black people in Congress were voted, uh, were the first 23 uh, black people or African-Americans that were voted in Congress were Republican, right? But by 1901, there was no Republican or no black person in Congress, right? So we're gonna get into the reason as to why that is, right? And to start, right? I'm gonna take you back in time, right? Back in right. time to when a man got elected and half the nation revolted. <laughs> and I'm not talking about January 6th. <laughs> I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking almost 200 years ago, right? To um, 1861. What happened in 1861? That's when Lincoln was elected, right? One of the things mm -hmm. that Lincoln ran on was the Dred Scott case. And I wanna get a little bit into the Dred Scott case a little bit. Dred Scott case was, he was a slave, right? Uh, obviously during that time, there were slave states and there were free states, okay? He was a slave in Missouri. His master uh, took him to a free state to do some work, right, as a slave. And then when his master brought him back, uh, his master passed away. 
he appealed to the Supreme Court that since he lived in a free state and his master is passed away, he is free. Yeah, yeah, he is free. The Supreme Court voted against this. Unanimously said, "You don't have the rights to do this, right?" And Abraham Lincoln ran on this campaign in 1960. I mean, and won in 1861. Um, the Confederacy. Hold on, when you say ran on this in 1861, are you saying that he ran on the platform that um, Dred Scott? Uh, yeah, Scott should not have been able to go to the Supreme Court and no, say ran, that. Uh... No, he ran on the campaign that Dred Scott should be free, right? Okay. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was an abolitionist, right? He wanted, he didn't believe in slavery. I don't want to get into the details of how that changed because his, his mind changed drastically over time from, well, if I could sleep free the, uh, if I could uh, bring the union without uh, freeing any slaves, I would, right? And then he turns right. to like, uh, I want to free the slaves. That's a different discussion that takes a lot of time. Yeah, I feel like that's something we might have to get into too because it wasn't just like, oh yeah, he was, was thinking that, all, all slaves should be free. It was yeah. Oh, it was no, a lot of concessions and negotiations. Yeah, his first priority was the union, right? Yeah. But he did come have the realization that there wouldn't be one union while there half the states are free, half the states are slaves, right? Right. So either one or all. Like, so is either spreading slavery to save the union or getting rid of slavery to save the union, right? And that's what it was. So when Lincoln was elected using, and he ran on the platform of like the Dred Scott case, right? Uh, the South immediately seceded, right? They were not happy with this. And they thought of it as to protect their, their, their way of life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, their states' rights. And obviously their way of life and states' rights include, included slavery, right? Oh, well, it was their entire economy, right? So, I mean, oh. money, I feel like the economics <laughs> was definitely well, it's not, it's a not big even part that. Of it. So it's so funny. I didn't, I didn't take too much notes on that per se, but uh, one of the articles that I, I read and videos that I watched, they talked about one of the arguments that is used is that, well, the South's economy was based off of slavery, right? They were an agrarian economy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also the North was also an agrarian economy as well, right? And they actually produced more food than the South, right? I don't have reference to that particularly, but more, more like agriculture in the South, but they also paid their farmhands, right? Also, there was, um, there were uh, inventions like the cotton gin and whatnot that actually made slave trade <laughs> irrelevant, right? Like when you have machines that yeah. can do it, it's much faster than having a yeah. slave, right? The reason for slavery was because of the hierarchy of things, right? They thought- the the black male or the black person was beneath them right oh yeah yeah that uh i don't know what happened man but you got muted oh shit uh can you hear me now you're back now yeah you're back now my mic is very sensitive so if i touch it a little bit it, it like just shuts out. This this happens to me with Zoom all the time. I was like, "Say, so here, I lost you." Like, what's going on? And I'm like, "Oh, shit. <laughs> Mike." <laughs> it's it, it, it's so annoying. So, but yeah, they um, there there's so many quotes that um that states that 
the South went to war to preserve slavery because they did not feel like African-Americans were equal to them, right? That was the main reasonings for um, going to war, right? Um, okay, so that's essentially that, where we are now. So we are at, we just started the Civil War, okay? Um, Lincoln was elected in 1861, South Seas in, uh, in 1862. Um, a lot of the excuses, and I have my notes here, um, was it states' rights? Was it the Northern aggression? All BS, mainly it was to kind of keep <laughs> the hierarchy of, yeah. of, of uh, keeping the slave. So, yeah, it was, um, it was pretty straightforward, right? Okay, so during the war, the 13th Amendment gets passed, right? 13th Amendment uh, pretty much states that all slave, I mean, there should be no slaves, abolish the slavery, right? Okay, then the 14th Amendment, uh, oh, so 13th Amendment passed in 1865, 1865, and April 1865, the Civil War ends, finally, okay? Um, right. And in 1868, the 14th Amendment is ratified. This grants citizenship to anyone that was born in the United States, right? So if you're born in the United States, you're granted citizenship. You're a citizen, yeah. Right, so the 14th Amendment, so Netflix has this, a show called the 14th amendment and it was um it's what can i say it's a very very it's a great show but the 14th amendment is used a lot in civil rights cases they used a lot in their in cases for uh for women's suffrage right it's just it's used a lot in a lot of cases so it's yeah i watched that i haven't seen that one yeah it's a great documentary will smith is in it, but there's a lot of other kind of high profile people in this documentary. It's actually free on YouTube. You can actually watch it on YouTube. You don't even need Netflix to watch it. So yeah, but that's that's essentially that. So after the 15th Amendment was ratified, so the 15th Amendment is ratified. The 15th Amendment uh, ratified in 1870 gave the black man the right to vote. So black males became, gave the right to vote. And in 1871, the first black congressman was elected to Congress, <laughs> right? His name is Herm Rhodes Revels, right? 1871. And since then, at that point, 23, like I said earlier, 23 African-Americans were elected into Congress. A lot of them in the South, right? As you can imagine, there are some people in the South that didn't like this, like, at all. So, right. um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, so one of the things that the Republicans did, right? Well, Republican leadership did, so Lincoln did, Ulysses S. Grant did, was they kept federal troops in the South, right? This is to help protect African-Americans' rights yep. to vote, right? And to not be persecuted by the Ku Klux Klan and whatnot. There are a lot of terrorist organizations that cropped up during that time. The most famous one is the KKK, right? Uh -huh. They were they were the one that terrorized the the people. So, what happened was in 1876, right? The election was in a deadlock, right? Um, we just finished fighting a war like 15 years ago. Election was in a deadlock, right? 
Republicans and Democrats uh, would happen. And then there was a compromise, right? Um, with both parties claiming victory uh, and to prevent a war, the Northern Republicans and some of the Democrats met in secret and made a deal, right? Rutherford Hayes became the president and all federal troops would be removed from the South from protecting black rights, right? And this was kind of the beginning of the end and the beginning of the Jim Crow era, right? So as soon as- What year was this? Cause I feel like that kind of coincides with the end of reconstruction too. Yeah, because Reconstruction so, was actually a pretty prosperous time for uh, yeah, so Reconstruction for black people in this country, time, right? <coughs> uh, there were a lot of black schools, black uh, mm-hmm. black churches, right? Very industrialized, right? And then it was all just taken away, right? And like I said, my notes are like all over the place, unfortunately. But I did, it does talk about like um, I do talk about like uh, Reconstruction as well, right? Um, so. Yeah, Reconstruction, unfortunately, meant the removal of um, just federal troops protecting Black rights, right? And it really came at the cost of African-Americans in, like, in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I even have my notes here. The Compromise of 1876 was the betrayal of Black Southerners by Northern Republicans, right? For sure. Um, and that's when the KKK started clamping down, terrorizing lynching and placing Jim Crow laws, right? And like I said, by 1901, there were no black people elected in the Congress. Keep in mind the first 23 were Republicans, right? We haven't yeah. even gotten to the part where like, um, cause black people used to vote Republican pretty, mm-hmm. pretty religiously, obviously help them get free, right? Um, that's kind of been taken away uh, from them for some time, right? So, um, my notes here is some black people felt loyalty to the Republicans, um, but they also felt betrayed, right? Because of the oh, your sound went out again. I didn't even touch my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me now? All right, you're back. Okay, you. I think you're. I think you're kind of joking with me a little bit. No, I'm really not. Oh, okay. I'm not. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. But thank you for letting me know. Uh. Mm-hmm. So where were we? Um. So between so African Americans was loyal to obviously um, the Republican Party, right? But after like the Great Depression, right? The end of, and during the Great Depression, obviously African-Americans suffered more under the Great Depression than everyone else, right? Of course. Um, the NAACP uh, stated that argued that in 1926, that uh, Blacks should support, should be loyal to neither party, right? Um, Republican or Democrat, okay? Um, so uh, a couple years later, right, um, FDR came into place. And hold on, let me, I'm just gonna my notes here. The New oh, Deal, yeah. right? 
Yeah, the New Deal happened. Actually, uh, skipped uh, skipped ahead. Oscar Duprisis was elected to Congress in in, in nineteen twenty nine, um, and there hadn't been a black man in Congress in thirty years. He was Republican. Mm, nineteen thirty nine. Okay. Yeah, nineteen thirty nine. Keep in mind, all there are no black people in Congress in 1901, 1939, Excuse me, nineteen twenty nine was when um, again Oscar Duprisis, uh, Excuse me, Duprisis, Duprisis. Uh, was elected the uh, Congress. He was a Republican, right? The Great Depression happened, really hurt just a lot of people. Obviously, hurt Black people way more. And um, FDR came in with the New Deal, kind of lifting everyone out of the economy. Okay. Uh, the Great Depression, Black suffered more than twice the unemployment rate than whites, right? And many of the people in the black community voted for FDR and his new deal, right? Mm-hmm. And the next black candidate that won a seat in 1934 was something the Congress had never seen before. His name was Arthur Mitchell, and he was the first black Democrat to be elected mm. to Congress in 1934, mm. right? Um, now over the next 30 years, black people voted for both Democrats and Republicans, right? Um, I always wondered, and over the next 30 years, um, conservative and liberal was, there were conservative and liberal, both Democrats and Republicans, right? Actually, the more liberal Republicans were called Rockefeller Republicans, right? Rockefeller? Hmm. Rockefeller Republicans, right? Uh, so they were the more liberal-minded Republicans vote versus... Um, but there were conservative Republicans as well. Obviously, there are more liberal Democrats and more conservative Democrats. So it kind of went back and forth uh, a couple of ways there. Um, there were various civil rights uh, measures proposed by both Democrats and Republicans. Hmm. Um, and But there was a very powerful section of like the Congress Judiciary Committee that was full of both Democrat. Well, that was full of both Democrats and Republicans, but were very conservative, and they blocked a lot of civil rights legislation, right? Um, so, um, yeah, I talk about the Rockefeller Republicans right here. Progressive Republicans was Rockefeller Republicans. There was a conservative government that wanted. So this is also where you started seeing a lot of the um, the rhetoric that we use today, right? So. Republicans talk a lot about small government, right? And less intervention, right? States' rights. Less, right? Yeah, less oversight, yeah. And less oversight, right? And Democrats with the New Deal was actually a little bit different from that, right? So that kind of oh, went some sideways. So interesting part here, in night from 1953 to 1965, there were more than 100 civil rights legislations considered in Congress. Mm. But the Senate, like committee, right, Judiciary Committee, uh, which is mainly conservatives, right, both Democrat and uh, Republican conservatives, right, uh, killed most of that legislation, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, between 18, 1953 and nineteen sixty five. One thing I've always that's always fascinated me a little bit too was that while going to school. I never understood why through like history class, we stop at 
World War II, right? We usually don't cover yeah. history outside of World War II. And the reason of that is because <laughs> the civil rights era was like right afterwards, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, well, I mean, that's you, you cover it, I mean, but I think they... They overlap. It's like it's like when we get to the civil rights era, like you just learn about the main players that everybody knows about. You don't really hear like the stories or like the genesis of it, stuff like that. You don't really. Yeah. No, you, know. you don't get you don't get into details. And I actually have uh, stats on the reasons why that's the case too. Right, one of my mm. one of my notes as to to why we will talk about the, the civil rights era. So um. So yeah, as many years as years went on, uh, a lot of civil rights legislation was proposed by Northern Democrats uh, and not by Southern Republicans, right? So as years went on, it started switching sides a little bit, right? Northern Democrats were proposing civil rights legislation. Southern Republicans were kind of um, against it. Um, there is a man named uh, Storm Thurmhold, Stur- uh, Storm Thurmond, right? So- hey. <laughs> Weird name. Yeah. I'll say a weird name. Yeah, it, it is a weird name. But he kind of purposely, like, he really encapsulates what happened because he was a Democrat, and over the years, he switched over to the Republican side. And one of the things that uh, that had him switch over was the fact that uh, desegregation, where how government, federal government was forcing desegregation. Okay. Man, lost town again, buddy. Hi, Mike. Say something. Low system resources may affect the audio quality. Can you hear me? Yeah, you ran out of RAM. <laughs> did I did I speed up faster? No, I mean when I heard no system resources, I was like, okay, you must not have enough memory to run that. I have started to software. So I don't know. It might be time about me to get a new laptop. To be honest with you, I mean, I've liked this That's laptop for a while. Um, this yeah. is this is to be a powerful laptop, but um, like I might just shell out some more money to get like a more powerful laptop. Especially we're going to be doing this podcast stuff and get even more into it. Okay, so I think where was I? Our uh, storm, uh, Strom Thurmond, Strom Strom Thurmond, Strom Thurmond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he ran for president in 1948. He failed. He served in the Senate. He served in the Senate from 1954 to 2003, and he died in office at the age of 100. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Um, uh, this is what this is. This is exactly why I say that there needs to be a cap on how long you can be in Congress, man. Yeah, I, the I, same I people with like who come. And have these terrible policies back in the day. Yeah. Trying to keep people down, still there right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He died in office. So he was a Southern governor, uh, Democrat, and governor <clears throat> of South Carolina, right? Um, so when Harry S. Truman, he integrated the army, right? So Harry S. Truman was, he signed a, a bill, an executive order called 996-9981. And that was used to integrate the army. Um, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Republican, enforced that. So obviously Dwight D. Eisenhower was a general during World War II. He actually desegregated, went through and desegregated the army, right? 
Um, so when um, uh, Truman integrated the army in 1948 and proposed aggressive legislation, several grants like Thurman had enough and formed the Dixiecrats, right? So the Dixiecrats were Southern Democrats, right? Who were opposed of integration and were really strong into segregation, right? Um, they say after all that now, up until this point, we fought in every war, you know what I mean? That this country's been involved in it, yet and still. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> keep in mind the reason why the South <clears throat> is because they felt that black people were beneath us, right? And I think that's the reason why isn't, well, yeah, yeah, they're inferior. And the reason why, I mean, we make fun of Mitch McConnell a couple of days ago talking about like the black vote is the same as American vote, right? And excuse me. Remember, you remember that, right? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like maybe it was a mistake, maybe it wasn't, but there is historical evidence here pointing to the fact that you know Southern yeah. whites think less of black people, right? That's just the that's just the evidence, right? So, yeah. Um, so Thurman, like he. Uh, created the Dixiecrats, right? And he called it the states' rights Democratic Party. This is where you started hearing that that term, states' rights. Oh, Lord. States Democratic Party. Ran for president and he lost really, really badly to Harry S. Truman. Good. By the way, <laughs> right? He lost badly. Um, here is a quote by, um, by Thurman when uh, Harry S. Truman decided to integrate the army. He said, there is not enough troops in the army to force the Southern people to break down segregation and admit the Negro race into our theaters, into our swimming pools, into our homes, and into our churches. That was a, that was a quote. That's an actual quote. Uh, uh, from and this is a man who was in office until 2003. Yes. So 2003, died in office, right? Uh, he spent 20 years trying to fight racial segregation, right? Uh, so in 1960, JFK, uh, he won the White House and was initially reluctant to take a very strong uh, support on integration and civil rights legislation, right? Um, after attempts to uh, integrate like universities in the South, right? Um, this ended, which they all ended in violence, right? Um, but actually, we all, we all saw this, right? After so many like, just violent attempts and Black people were just being obviously discriminated against, um, he spoke up and promised major civil rights, uh, major civil rights bill, and he called civil rights a moral issue, right? JFK said this. Uh, he was shot and killed five months later. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson, right? He vowed to finish the uh, to fight for civil rights in honor of JFK. Um, Johnson was able to pass legislation for civil rights and end segregation in America, right? Lyndon B. Johnson was a Southern Democrat. Uh, this happened in 1964, or like 1964 and 65, I believe, right? And Strom Thurmond was pissed. Not happy with this at all, especially being LBJ being a Southern Democrat, right? So in 1964, Thurman announced that he was now Republican, 
you switch sides, right? And other segregation uh, Democrats tend to jump over to the Republican Party as well, right? The South, the, the South started slowly like switching over, right? I am missing yeah. the details here, right? Um, but yeah, um, now it's time to talk about the Southern strategy, right? This is actually the major, so the reason why all the things that I kind of gave you earlier was to give you context now of the Southern strategy, okay? So 1964, Barry Goldwater um, hoped to pick up uh, disenfranchised Southern Democrats opposing the civil rights era or opposing civil rights and has a message of states' rights, right? And limited federal government, right? So Barry Goldwater uh, attempted this. What he said was, uh, well, the same arguments you hear now. In 1964, you're hearing the same arguments now about states' rights, right? This is the thing that's been happening for 50 years, right? Uh, states' rights. Um, he won the lead Deep South, but he lost the general election, okay? 1968, right? Nixon did it again. Try it again with a Southern strategy appealing to white Christian voters saying the country was changing too fast. We'll say the country's changing too fast, right? So Nixon figured if he turned the South red, he would win the White House while, without appealing to urban liberals or black voters, right? And he mm. was right, right? The election of, 1860, of 1968, um, there were three major party candidates, right? Um, the two ones to kind of remember Nixon who won the election and also uh, George Wallace. George Wallace was a Republican from Alabama who strongly opposed uh, civil rights. He ran actually as an independent and he won like the deep South. He won uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, right? Um, Nixon won the rest of the Confederacy with the exception of Texas, right? <laughs> so yeah, obviously Nixon was a terrible, just terrible president, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? There is a quote by one of Nixon's aid, aid, aids, I wish I wrote it down, um, <laughs> Nixon, like it's a, it's, a, it's a very damning quote. I don't wanna like spend time like searching for it right now, but it's a damning quote on how Nixon used the war on drugs to essentially um, persecute the civil rights leaders and to persecute hippies against the war, right? So there's a lot of anti-war people against the Vietnam War. Yeah. Side with civil rights leaders, right? So uh, a lot of people, like, so what, what they did is they kind of perpetuated this war on drugs and they used it to kind of belittle and shut down the liberal hippies and the uh, civil rights leaders, right? So there's a quote, a very damning quote that I'll read another, another time later. I got it, I got it, I got it, hold on, I got it. Read it, read it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot to it. <clears throat> the Nixon campaign, oh, and the name of the aide is John Ehrlichman, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, Ehrlichman, that's correct. Okay. The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and Black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war, to be either against the war or Black. But by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and Blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, 
we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. Yes. Wow. Super (laughs) Super (laughs) damning, right? Um, Just, just. Wow. Yeah. This is this is from an article on quote. CNN. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. Real quote. That's a real quote. Uh, from a former aide of the Nixon administration, right? So obviously Nixon's uh, southern strategy worked, right? He won most of the Confederacy. He didn't win the Deep South because those guys voted for George Wallace, but he won the rest of Virginia, Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, won all those states. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. So, and this, again, we're still on the Southern strategy, right? So in 1980, right, California Republican Nixon, right, not Nixon, Ronald Reagan, right, launched his campaign in the Deep South. This is a California Republican, right, launching his campaign in the South, in the Deep South, right? and with pledges to preserve states' rights, there's that bullshit term again, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of critics took it as the appeal to Dixiecrats, the Dixiecrats, right? Um, he actually started his campaign um, in, a Mississippi ca- in a Mississippi County best known for the murder of three civil rights workers, okay? Um, and obviously Nixon's Southern strategy was very, 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 very successful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that essentially gets us to kind of where we are today, right? Uh, one of the things that this is kind of, that's the part where like the South just started turning more and more red. Um, it varied a little bit, right? For example, um, Bill Clinton was from Arkansas. That's a Southern state, right? He was obviously, yeah. right? Uh, but that, that was kind of where it started happening, right? During the civil rights era and during the Southern strat- the, during like the Southern strategy where more, they were just appealing to the silent majority, people who felt disenfranchised or weren't being heard because of civil rights. And I find it amazing that states' rights is the, the reasoning because like, what does that actually mean? State right to discriminate, the state rights to like to belittle African-Americans, right? So, I mean, they fought heavily against heavily, uh, government intervention, but kinda, you have to understand the reason for the government intervention was because Black people didn't have the right to vote, didn't have the right to go to school, the right school. They went by this whole separate but equal uh, campaign. They had no protection. Yeah, they had no, no protection. protection and federal troops was needed, federal intervention was needed to guarantee people's rights, right? So that's kind of a, a really huge bit, uh, bit of it. The guy who I got most of this content from uh, made a great point by saying, it's all about looking back. When you look back, right, um, do you see a better America or a worse America, right? And when conservative Christians look back, right, you see this in like presidential campaigns, right? Um, Donald Trump, make America great again, right? When they look back, they see a better time, right? Making America mm-hmm. great again, right? Um, 
conservatism, like when things weren't as liberal, right? Uh, when African Americans look back, they see a different time. They see lynching, nightmare, <laughs> a lot of bad shit, right? And you can see that yeah. in Barack Obama's campaign, like speech. Yes, we can. His second speech, forward, right? Progressive, mm -hmm. forward, right? Conservatives, either staying still, moving back, right? So I kind of think it's interesting. Okay, I'll let you finish what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but like I think I think it's. I brought this not to say that Democrats are right or wrong, right? Because one can make the argument that our Democrats haven't really earned the uh, the right to African Americans' votes recently, right? Especially with the failure to pass uh, the John Lewis Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Um, or police act, the policing act reform, right? Two major bills that could have been passed, we didn't get uh, get passed. So you can make that argument, right? Uh, but the goal for me wasn't to kind of say Democrats are right or Republicans are wrong, but to really give some understanding of how some of the rhetoric that's used 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago is still being used today, right? Same tactics. Same yeah. tactics. Same tactics. As, and it's not to belittle how far we've come, because we've obviously come a much, much, much far away. We can't um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting crosses burned in my yeah, yard right I mean, now, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're far away, but we have so much further to go, and you yeah. only do that by learning from the past. Uh, Absolutely. The last thing I want to say, too, what freshes me about the past, I mean, about the South, uh, me growing up in the South, is that, um, like, when it comes to like, actual race and talking about race, we get very, like, people get very self-preservational. They talk about, well, I am... I treat everybody with respect and X, Y, and Z. I don't see color. I have a black friend. I don't friend. see color. It's very self-preservational, right? Very sketches. They get very defensive, right? And what's frustrating about it is that the South is actually way more diverse than the North, right? Way more diverse. But um, they choose to kind of buy into the segregation idea, right? To... Say self-preservational, well, and they don't. They they choose to be self-preservational. They choose not to, um, kind of embrace equality. Right? There's so many southern heroes, so many good southern heroes, and they choose to keep Confederate statues. Right? Robert E. Lee. Right? Um, Nathan. Well, we did a we did a piece on that. Right? We we were. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot um, exactly what we were saying, but there was a reason why those statues were erected. It was like a certain period. It might have been the civil rights during the civil, the civil rights, rights period. period. So it was during the civil yeah, rights period. Yeah, where they were basically, basically trying to glorify that to kind of keep pace. Exactly. But I want to go back to um, one thing you said about states' rights, because what I find interesting is that, you know, in school, when you learn about the, yeah. the two parties and what's meant by states' rights, um, it's not taught through the lens of like slavery or what was really or necessarily yeah. going on at the time is taught more about like, you know, Republicans are more for, you know, um, less government oversight, you know, mm -hmm. uh, governing yourself, uh, you know, businesses being able to, you know, do things without, you know, they're more pro-business is, is yeah. a lot. Of, I do remember hearing stuff like that. You know what I mean? And they don't, they don't, 
put that type of context on it, right? And unfortunately, and, and you know, today, if I was to say to a school, hey, like you need to put some add, add some of this other context in there so people get like the whole picture, they're gonna say, well, you're teaching critical race theory, right? But that, again, and I keep harping on it, that's not what critical race theory is. This is just you have to give some additional context too. It's not just because you know, the business businesses want to be able to run themselves. They didn't want all the, the government oversight is because, you know, people needed protection. And there was a yeah. certain group of people out there who wanted to be able to write laws without any oversight so they could keep a certain group of people down. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The quote that you read about from John Ehrlichman nails it, right? You know, you know, it's scary, man. Yeah, he's, he's literally said it. You know, it can't be illegal to say we're against black people or to be this, but we can vilify them, right? You can build that narrative, right? And that's exactly what happened. And that went through from Nixon to Bush. You hear the war on drugs, yeah. dare they punish oh, yeah. crack more than cocaine, and yeah, and, you know, anything that happens in, in poor communities is way worse than yeah. if it's a, if it's in a uh, you know a wealthy community or whatever it's crazy yeah um i do want to get like maybe in another episode because i've been talking about this for a little while I, i'm gonna ra- i'm gonna wrap this up so we can talk about something else but um i do want to talk a little bit because we'll, I, I do want to get in a little bit with the uh, joe rogan in that situation <laughs> um let's go ahead and dive into that yeah but i'll, I'll finish up really quickly um, one of the notes that I that I uh, I found right so uh, done by NPR right in the article uh, why schools fail uh, fail to teach slavery the hard uh, the hard history right um, half of students fifty percent of the students blame taxes on imported goods for the war for the reason for civil for the civil war right half the students like thought that right um, the the report goes on to say, uh, NPR, uh, some white teachers admitted that they were ashamed to teach about the injustices faced by black people in America during the Civil War and the Civil Rights, right? Which is why it's not mm-hmm. in school. Uh, others say they didn't want to dive too deeply into the trauma of slavery because they didn't want to horrify their students, right? Um, so it's uh. just, and this kind of goes into a little bit of what, uh, the Sanders was trying to pass as you can't say anything that like scares like white people, uh, gay, <laughs> right? No, it's it's I think it's like the gay bill or something they were they were referring some people were referring to it as it was like um you you can't teach something about sexual orientation or something like that and it yeah. was like you know but you can't also, teach it you can't talk about it you know but there's also a racial bill that said that you can't get um you can't like make white people feel bad or something like protecting white people from their feelings so some some fucked up shit that i don't fully remember um but yeah. but it's not meant to make you feel bad like, I, was, I don't understand that either like why would you like you shouldn't feel bad you should you should feel you should empathize with why black brown yellow people yeah. feel the way they do right yeah. why why would I look at my, why is it that when I look at something, I immediately think I have to question whether or not it's racially based, right? I have to think about that all the time as a black person. Oh, a white yeah. person doesn't have to think about that. And yet when I say it, 
then I'm being racist. But if you were teaching this stuff in school, then you have people, you know, I think they would open their minds up more and you'd be more empathetic. It's not to make you feel guilty. You're supposed to understand why I feel and see and perceive things the way I do. I don't care about what your great, great grandpappy did, right? That's that's done and gone. I, I, think care about learn, I think you should learn what your great grandfather did. It's like the past, the past doesn't have to define you, right? Right? Yeah. The past doesn't have to define you, but you should be able to learn from it and build a better future for everyone, right? Yeah. A more collaborative, a more integrated future, right? For everyone, yeah. right? And yeah. it's 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 just super frustrating to just to, to kind of see you I think you hit it like right on uh, on the head and says that you're not supposed it's not intended to feel make you feel bad I didn't like give you all this do all this research intent with the intent of making people feel bad I wanted yeah to, I just wanted it's, it's important to understand you don't you don't solve problems by not talking about them exactly you don't, you don't. Gotta some dialogue, man. I actually tell so talking a little bit about work here um I was actually telling the team is like you have to be vocal, especially while working from home, right? If you can't talk, if you're not talking, I can't help you, right? Yep. If you can't talk, I can't help you, right? Um, I actually had this problem with like a contractor recently where he was just silent. I was like, dude, you have to talk, right? <laughs> like, don't freaking come up in the. Cut out again, man. My bike. Yeah. <laughs> Am I back? Everything, everything you said about your coworker, I missed. <laughs> uh, All I heard was, dude, dude, dude. And then. <laughs> you did a really good job at that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's <laughs> let's move off this topic. Let's talk about Joe Rogan. Um, that was a good one, man. Good breakdown. I appreciated that. I felt like I learned something for sure. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope more people get to watch it. It was a lot. I kind of went longer than I wanted to go, but you know, yeah, it's yeah, it's an important topic. So for sure, man. Yeah, let's talk Joe Rogan. Let's <laughs> go your boy Joe Rogan, like the most famous podcaster. <laughs> the, the super famous podcaster. So Joe Rogan, uh, obviously he's been getting shit for spreading uh, COVID. Misinformation about COVID. Right? That's why. Yeah. And artists are starting to move their, off their platform, off to the Spotify's platform. They're like, take my shit off of fucking Spotify in protest to Joe Rogan. Um, I think Neil Young was one of the more popular ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. India Ari uh, recently removed had her her uh, her catalog, her catalog. Yeah. from Spotify, and she posted a video on her Instagram with Joe Rogan saying the N word a few times. And what I <laughs> the funny thing about this. <laughs> I wish BK was here because this would be a perfect thing for our, like our inward conversation that we've been trying to have. But, but BK, BK, if you're watching, well, well, no. this is not the last time we're going to bring this up. Yes, this will yeah. be used during yeah. that I will episode. Say, I, I, I will say this though. 
this isn't new. Like I've known that he's done this. And let's, the fact of the matter is, I mean, I have, I, I, I kind of want you to kind of say your piece on this because I can go on and uh, like on uh, for, for hours on, on this per se. But like he's finally, Joe Rogan's finally been taken to task a little bit here, right? Yeah. And Spotify isn't because he tends to say what he wants and people like him because he gets away with what he says, right? Um, he's more on the right side of the he's conservatives right-leaning he's invited a lot of right-wing he's he's invited left-wing people on his show too but he invites a lot of right-wing people on the show a lot of them spread conspiracy theories uh he's also known for taking of uh, ivermectin right um a dewarming tool used for horses to cure don't get me started on that stuff yeah but yeah <laughs> please say your piece say your piece so First, like when I, when I initially heard it, I was like, you know what I mean? Just like deep side, because like, you know, you kind of know what his podcast is about a little bit. Um, there have definitely been some entertaining episodes. I mean, I've listened to snippets of it here and there. Um, but this is the thing. He came out with an apology video, right? Well, yeah. And he was basically saying that someone, whoever it was, took a bunch of snippets of him just saying the N-word, but they're all out of context. And he was saying that... He called it a political the, hit job. He was, well, he was saying that, like, the conversations that he was having, it was like they, they were talking about the word itself. Like, they were using... They were just talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, because I was like, you know, if you're just, if you decide to have a conversation with someone and there's something you want to talk about, you say, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. You're, we're going to, you know, we're using this type of language or whatever. And then you proceed to talk about it. To me, and again, I don't, I didn't watch, I don't watch enough of his show to know when he was using the word and why, right? Because for me, like, I was, like, I don't think that word should be used, you know, especially by white, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to not use it. I try to not use it myself, right? Really? Um, okay. I do. I do. Because um, there's, this is all stuff for the next episode. There's a quote, there, yeah. I was watching this movie and the guy said something about, you know, what kind of language you use. And that really hit me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to improve on that. But so for me, this, I, I put it like this. I'm kind of rambling, but it's like if, let's say he was he had some black guests on, and he was talking about it, and they are talking about it, and maybe it's, it, he's he's talking about a song. He's like, you know, can I say the lyrics to the song? Is it okay if I say it? Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, blah blah blah, and we're blah blah blah, right? Yeah. Why do you feel the need to use that? If he asks a question like that, or would tell me about that lyric? Yeah. In that case. I can't really be mad because you're talking about art and you ask the person, like, do you mind if I repeat this? Yeah. Can't be mad about it, right? But the the way that the video came out is just him saying it like a thousand times. That looks questionable because, you know, why would you, you know, why, how many times do you talk about it, right? How many times do you need to say it? You shouldn't be using the word. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the middle on it. Like I want to, you know, I know we're in like cancel culture right now or whatever. So on one side of me, it's like, yo, you're out of there. But on the other side, it's like, 
somebody could take this podcast and put together all sorts of things, super right? Cut, a super cut of us and, and a long time, yeah. And yeah, you know, so, and, and, and put something down like, oh, you're a terrible person. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I kind of I, I, I kind of joke about a this. A little bit on that. I joke about this a little bit too, Nicholas. It's like a 10 years from now, we'll probably get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> because someone we're gonna someone's gonna find something that no one likes and it's just gonna just be like this is the end um, somebody's gonna go back to like episode three yeah and find like some issues like all oh, white people are oh he so he messed up yeah you know what i mean you know i i know i definitely hear you here's my two cents i've always known about him dropping the n-word in like his 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 episode so when he first came out with like his uh, his first apology about like how when Neil Young and artists started like leaving Spotify platform, he says, "Hey, you know what? I'll do better, right?" And then uh, a lot of people like came up to his defense, right? The Rock. Uh, the Rock says, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean that was very articulate, brother." Now keep in mind, The Rock has just signed like a, a huge deal with the UFC, by the way. So it makes it makes. You, you, you see, you see what's happening with there. Follow, follow the money a little bit there. So, um, so the Rock kind of comes out and defends him a little bit. It's like, yeah, it was very articulate. I can't wait to come on the podcast. Then this shit comes out, right? But this is old. This is not new. This is old, right? So, but I, th- I feel like so. hold on. When wait, wait, when the Rock said that, right after that first um, apology video, that's when he kind of explained, like, hey, it was out of context. We were talking about certain things that involved it. I mean, no, you know. the, the, the Rock, no, the Rock. He uh, he accepted the apology on the misinformation. Then he took it back when the N word video came out from the DRE. That's when he took his apology mm-hmm. back and said, "Oh, I didn't know he was like this, X, Y, and Z." And now I see what oh, okay. is right. So he turned it around right when that came out. Uh, I'm a little bit with you in the sense that he said it at some point. At what point? do you continue to hold it over him, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the context of that is, like, who do you, like, fight for? Like, I will hold it over somebody if they continue to, like, invite guests that um, are against, like, my cause, right? Uh, that invites right-wing propaganda, right? That yeah. little Black people, right? Um, right, like, are you using? Were you using it in a way that was belittling people, like as it was being yeah, used, you yeah. know, back in the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, what happened? Like, well, I mean, that's I'm the question. Saying, I'm saying like this, right? The one problem I find with cancel culture a little bit is that does will it allow people to grow? Right, um, like Kevin Hart had to get his chance too. Yeah, I mean, so for example, I, I mean. Growing up in the South, I used to say, oh, that's gay. That's this, that's that, right? That's that's gay. That's just something that I said because that was the surrounding. And it took me a while to learn not to say that anymore, right? How offensive that is. That's someone's life right there, right? Yeah. Now, now I'm going to um, cut that up and, and release it as a reel of you saying that. Yeah, gay. exactly. <laughs> also, I'm going to cut that up and release it as a reel and I get canceled. No, but... Uh, <laughs> Allow, allow people to grow, right, is an important piece. Now, let's say, for example, I don't say that's gay anymore, but I'm still belittling people who are in the LGBT community, right? Yeah, yeah. Then that's like, then, that, then I feel like you're totally justified bringing that shit back up, 
Yeah, yeah. Your ass didn't even grow much because you used to say this shit 10 years ago. You may not say it now, but you're not doing anything much different now, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the context, like, with him. Look, what's interesting about, like, um, uh, his apology was a couple of right-wingers, Donald Trump, one being one of them, and I think uh, it was... Yes. It was the Santos, or I think it was actually it was that tool bag. Uh, Bruce, uh, Teddy Cruz. Yeah, I said too bad. Tool bag, you like Cruz? Who's that effing Republican tool guy? A, a Ted Cruz? Okay, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. They both like the. They were defending him. Like, well, he shouldn't have apologized for saying like um those words. Right, he, he shouldn't have apologized, and you know that he's catering to what they're doing is they're catering to this like this, this base of what we're talking about earlier. Dude, right? so um, so so let's let's compare that to something, okay? Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, makes a comment on the View, immediately has to well first she's suspended immediately, okay? Joe Rogan has not been suspended. Nope. Um, then she they're calling for her job. Right. She's apologized that that hasn't meant shit. Right. So, you know, why is it that, again, like you talk about the black community, it's like, ah, you know, you talk about like some of these other communities, Jewish community, gay community. I mean, your ass is done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, even Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon said one thing about um, the Jewish, I I forget what he said or whatever, but as soon as it involved, the Jewish community, boom, you're anti-Semitic. You're da, 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 yeah. Get him out of it. Say something, you're saying the, the N-word, a derogatory term. And we know, and we know your platform, right? You know, you, we know, you know, you have a, con- a more conservative platform. We, we know more than likely how you feel about black people and minorities. So I mean, you're using the N-word. We we probably know why you're saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I mean, like I Here's Joe Rogan's appeal. I mean, I think what happens is that, well, number one, he should have apologized. I'm happy that he apologized, right? Whether yes. we forgive him in the future depends on what happens in the future, right? Um, but he does have he deserve he does deserve that opportunity for catharsis, um, and we'll have to see on that. I think what yeah. I find fascinating especially by ted cruz and the donald trump's was that how you were kind of criticizing on him apologizing is that you guys see it as weak right and apology is weak and it's like i see you as weak for not wanting to apologize for not being man enough to apologize right you're so busy acting like you're strong or acting like you're tough if you're tough you don't have to act right (laughs) right um So that's that's just my two cents on that. I also want to say one last thing. Like Joe Rogan's appeal is that he kind of gets away with saying whatever he wants, right? And he makes he's now so popular and makes so much money that he can't really do that anymore, right? Dude, Spotify uh, came out and was like, "Yeah, I know he messed up, but uh, we're gonna keep him on." Yeah, I mean he got popular. And he's, I mean, he's that popular. He's really, um, he's really in a, he's really part of their strategy in this like streaming wars, right? 
with so many others. Like you have so many other podcasts and music streaming services. Like Joe Rogan is a huge like a huge um place in it. Like Joe Rogan said that he would vote for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders like jumped on the show (laughs) immediately. Yeah, I mean (laughs) so like uh he, he has a huge presence. But I think part of his presence is like, look, he's, let's be honest, he's a white male, right? Uh, he gets to kind of say whatever he wants. And I think people live vicariously through him because of that. Sure. Right? Um, and I think that's his appeal. So. I mean, that's the appeal of any of any mainstream podcast. I mean, you have your audience. Uh, yeah. I mean, you use you your freedom of speech. Audience. I mean, you can, you know. You appeal to your audience, but let's face it, he. <laughs> Donald Trump has the same appeal. Like he says whatever he wants, doesn't really apologize for it, and people kind of look up to that for no stupid reason. I'll give you that. Until until like he says to people to get the vaccine and then they boo him, which I think is hilarious. Um, which is why he stopped telling people to get the vaccine, which is hilarious. Um, but, but yeah, but I mean him, Donald Trump, kind of same appeal. White guy says what he wants, and people just kind of live vicariously through that. And it's just it's just really unfortunate and and how I see that. So, um, yeah, that's my two cents on Joe Rogan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Because when I saw the headline, I was like, ah, here we go. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh. Talk, speaking of headlines. So another tool, <laughs> kind of, uh, a guy who I... Uh, who I liked. He was he's, he ran for Democrats, and he got like ousted. So Andrew Yang, right? He came out and says, like, yeah, I don't think he's a racist. He works with black people, which is like the most tone deaf thing you can say. Yeah. <laughs> that is so tone deaf, right? Like, <sighs> yeah, I don't think he's racist. He works with black people, right? It's like it's just extreme. just like saying, yeah, that's like every other white person I said. I have black friends. Yeah, Doesn't mean shit. Punch you in the face. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, I, like it, it's it, it's it's amazing. So, and this guy, yeah, engineering kind of fell off hard. He fell off so hard. But when I saw when I saw that headline, I I kind of just rolled my eyes like this this dude. <laughs> <laughs> this this guy. Is he still is he still in politics? Did he get did he get a position? He's, kind of in, uh, politics. he's not he's not with the Democratic Party anymore. So he ran on a Democratic ticket, right? Didn't do too well, right? Um, and I think he's kind of starting his own party. I'm not sure exactly where he is. What's interesting mm. was that uh, the Asian community didn't really like NGA either, right? And he was kind of um accused of kind of being a bro, like the way he ran his campaign is very bro-y, kind of bro culture there, which I guess hmm. that's, so yeah, that's unfortunate. Wow. <laughs> a, yeah. And when he said that, I was like, this is douche. What a douche. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I mean, that's Next. all I got for that kind of stuff. I got kind of gave, I don't know if you have, if you wanted to uh, have a Black History uh, fact, it kind of gave a lot of black history earlier, but yeah, I, I was yeah, I was thinking about that, and then like he came with like he's the first black this and that and the third. So I was like, you know what, we just got a whole history lesson this episode. Yeah, I think I think we're good. I think we're good on that. 
So what about your guy, um, Gary Chambers, right? Oh, um, damn it. I can't believe I forgot about this. Okay. Burning the Confederate flag to remote, so, to remove, uh, promote removing Confederate based issues from America. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so Gary Chambers from my home state of Louisiana. Uh, so he ran for Congress, right? He ran to replace. So Joe Biden handpicked one of the Louisiana congressmen to, as part of his um, administration, right? And Gary Chambers ran to replace that. He was close to kind of like getting into the runoff, but he eventually lost and he went with some very conservative, more moderate Republic, um, Democrat, right? Um, the... The district that I ran for is a very weird district, but it's part of New Orleans and Baton Rouge, right? Mm-hmm. Which they're like 60 miles apart. So it's, ama- it's amazing how the gerrymandering works, right? <laughs> it's like you, you put the two most densely populated Black populations together. That's one district there. But anyway, we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, get into, we'll get into another episode. So he lost, right? And now he's running for U.S. Senate. He's probably not going to win U.S. Senate, but he's making a statement, and I'm happy he's doing he's doing it right. So in yeah. his first statement, uh, his first uh, campaign video, he smoked a blunt, and he talked about disappointingly. Oh, oh, I didn't show you this video. I didn't send you this video. So in his first campaign video, he smoked a blunt on the campaign. Of course, conservative media kind of targeted him because, of course, that's what they do. Uh, um, and he talks about the kind of disparity of how black people are kind of arrested drugs right mm-hmm. this one he burned the confederate flag and kind of how this is a great topic too because i didn't talk too much about the last cause narrative um with how the south framed the civil war and how it was a northern aggression and they came out with like movies that said the south was a peaceful time and like black people actually loved being slaves and all that type of bullshit whatever right and mm-hmm. yeah um, so I thought it was interesting that he kind of he burned the Confederate flag, and it's so much better than other conservative politicians that actually you puts guns in their in their campaign videos and like shoots like pieces of paper and shit because fucking. No, nah, this is I think this is like this. I live for stuff like this because to me, you know, still celebrating the Confederacy and all of that stuff, having our roads named after these people and all of that. That'd be the same as going to Germany and having them be like, yo, this is Adolf Hitler way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's terrible. Why are there still American bases named after Confederate generals? Like, if I had known Fort Hood was named after a fucking Confederate general, like, what the fuck? Really? You have no idea. You have no idea. Are we going to name, like, like, bases after, like, Osama bin Laden now or something, too? Like, like, (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah, like, I mean, like, what the hell? Like, this is like I didn't realize that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, typically, you know, the the, the, the loser, the yeah. loser of the war, um, is the one that like gets forgot. Right. I mean, yeah, the only no, thing he no, remembers no. they got their ass kicked, right? That's no. about it. So, I, all the <laughs> videos that I watched, like this research today, um, one of them talks about uh, the Reconstruction era. And how the North won the war and the South won the second war, right? The second yeah, war of yeah. storytelling, right? Yep, yes. Um, yes, yes. But, and, but, but I'll say, I'll say this because, yeah, 
the storytelling, I don't think that's just a Southern thing. I mean, that's just, just white. Well, I, I mean, mean it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's too, it's too, all that stuff, all those feelings, is too much a part of the DNA of the country. So yeah, yeah the, the, you know, the South lost the war, the North won. Yeah. But there wasn't anybody really actively trying to make us and make ensure that we got our fair chance at building a life here, right? They were constantly burning our stuff down. Yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, any every time we go organize, people getting assassinated. Yeah. He would keep, no, not Hugh Pena. I forgot the other guy, the Black Panther Party. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, shit. Uh, Hugh so, Freeman? Oh, something Freeman? What's his name? Black Panther Party leader. There's a movie on HBO now that freaking that talks about uh, that as well, and I just haven't watched it because I didn't make time for it, unfortunately. Um, um, well, I, if you're talking about the Black Messiah, that was a great movie. Yeah, the Black Judas Messiah. The Black Messiah. Soundtrack is off the chain. Huey Newton is his name. Okay. I, I was gonna say Huey P. Newton, but yeah. Uh, I, was, I actually said Huey Freeman, which is actually a Boondocks character who is named after this guy, actually. Uh, yeah. He's actually named after the Black Panther leader. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. This is so funny. Hold on. I don't think it was him. Hold on. I got to look this up. Okay. This is professional. I got to look this up. Thank you, my God. Fred Hampton. Uh, okay. That's what I was thinking about. I knew it. I knew it was not. It was not him. Nice. So, so yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. You didn't watch Boba Fett, did you? I haven't watched the latest episode, unfortunately. I didn't have. I'm surprised your ass watched it. To when did you watch it? Today. This oh, afternoon. Who the hell is this time? Shit. Yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> it's I good stuff. I heard about it. Um, how much is Bubba Fett in this, in this last episode? Oh, he's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, like in, yeah. The last, in, the, in the previous two episodes, uh, he was barely there. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of, those are probably my two favorite episodes of this season. That's why I wanted to talk about it. I was yeah. like, he's supposed to be the star of the show. I wish I had time to talk about it. I was going to, we'll talk about it next week in more detail. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the deep fake for Luke Skywalker. It looked really, really, really good. So I did want to talk about that. That is one one of the things. Kind of scary good. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about this evening. Yeah. So so we're seeing a trend. Yeah. Right. Um, especially with Star Wars, um, just because you know the folks who are playing the original characters obviously they age. They can't do what they used to do. Yeah. And what you're seeing now is like this de-aging. I think the first time I really noticed it was in um, uh, X-Men The Last Stand when they de-aged um, Magneto and Professor X. They showed them going to Jean Grey's house oh, when she was a little girl. Yes. And it was they did a pretty good job. That wasn't bad. But, that wasn't but, the problem um, with the movie. other problems with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that movie just sucked. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but but Star Wars is taking it to another level, right? Um, but I was well, Marvel this- has, Disney has, right? Look at Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah, that's yeah, the Asian yeah. tech. Yeah. yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. So, so I was reading an article about that today, where the guy was basically saying that, um, you know, he 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 doesn't like what they're doing. 
right? Because he feels like the characters, they look wooden and stiff and you're not really getting as much out of the actor, right? You're, you're looking at an animation and it's kind of taking away from the experience of the episode. Yeah. And when I thought about that, you know, initially, you know, I'm happy to see Luke Skywalker or whatever. Yeah. Um, because we need to have a Luke Skywalker show. I mean, just freaking do it already. Yeah. But, you know, it, it does kind of take you out of it, right? Like, just have another actor play the, play the role. Yeah. Just have him do it, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I like good CGI, but I don't think... I needed for for this type of stuff. Like I'd much rather just see like I kind of agree with them a little bit. I think they're going a little bit too far. They're doing a little bit too much. You might you be think? right. I mean, I really enjoyed seeing Luke Skywalker. Uh and I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I mean, I've said this before, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy at all. Um, but kind of seeing Luke there was pretty good. I mean, you, I think you make a great point, especially with um with kind of what where we've come from and just how impressionable people are like, yeah we are just super impressionable people um with like we can't even get people to wear a mask because they believe or take a vaccine shot because they believe like some bullshit right imagine actually <laughs> looking at a de-aged like obama or a deep-faced obama cursing like white people or something right yeah like, and people will, like take that shit and be like fuck yeah so there's that aspect to it as well um god i wish i watched that i'm gonna watch the next episode like right after we get off this uh yeah you didn't do this it podcast uh because i'm excited to see kind of what happens and i mean i i wanted to talk about like my theory of like what grogu who, what grogu picks uh my friend oh, yeah. I, I I, i'll, I'll tell you uh, yeah, my friend, um, so he did a great job of, like, predicting, like, some of the stuff, like, just, uh, I was talking to him about this as well. Um, shout out, Jake. Uh, so what he says, one of the things is when um, the Mandarin, when he got his, like, his ship, right, there's that little pod back there where the droid was, that's going to be for Grogu, obviously, um, because he obviously the Mandalorian doesn't like droids. Um, one thing I think was interesting was that uh, you saw how the Mandalorian struggled with the dark saber. So yeah. it's possible that Luke Skywalker can help him with that in the future. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so I. I'm excited to see the next the, the next episode to see kind of what's gonna happen with that. I'm pretty sure I don't know if Luke Skywalker is gonna be the next episode. You already know all this, um, but I think the next episode is the season finale, right? Yes, it was. Um, and I think the next is them going to to fight. Oh, what do you think about uh, Bad Kane? What's the, the the bounty hunter? Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. <laughs> I had it right. I said bad cane. Was, yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> now, I was surprised to see him. I was surprised to see him because you know I, I'm, I'm I watched the Clone Wars, right? 
Yeah. So it was it was crazy to see like him like in the flesh. Like I thought they did a really good job. I thought now they did a really good job with him. They did a really good job with him. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I know and so there's the the Bad Batch series. I know uh Cad Bane and what's the woman uh Finna Shang Shang mm-hmm. kind of go at it a little bit. I don't know if yeah. you've seen Bad Batch that series. Haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, we're probably going to see characters from Bad Batch in this series, it looks like, I think. Um, but what, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I think I lost my train of thought with that one, but yeah, I'm excited to see the next episode. We'll, it's going to, it should be good. Uh, I'm excited to see what we're going to see with Luke. Um, oh, these guys should be old as fuck. <laughs> as well, if you, if you think about it, no, Mandalorian. Uh, well, well, Cad Bane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so Ahsoka Tano, right? So I'm assuming like Luke is in his 20s in this in this show, right? Um, yeah, Ahsoka Tano should be 45, right? Which is fair. at least at least 45, yeah. right? She should be 45, right? In this series, so um, yeah, these characters are pretty old. But yeah. yeah, I'm excited to kind of see what's up with that. So just freaking cast Sebastian Stan <laughs> and make a freaking Luke Skywalker show I for think, the love I of think. God. Everybody is literally everybody's waiting to see it. That is the one thing I don't know. I don't understand what's so difficult. The public right clearly wants to see Luke Skywalker. <laughs> So what's interesting is that they're going to come out with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series next. Who gives a flying <laughs> F? Right? Let's be, I mean, not like I'm not going to watch it, right? I'm going to watch it. But we know what happened. He went there to watch over freaking Luke Skywalker. Okay, I get it. Great. Now yeah. now you want to, you, you know, you're going to do all that. You're going to bring back Darth Vader. Yes, I'm going to watch it. Yes, I'll be entertained. Is it what I want to see? No. <laughs> I want to see Prime Luke Skywalker. You saw him a little bit, though. You saw him. <laughs> I saw him for two minutes. You saw, him, saw, you saw him, him a little with his, his, sword, his sword play a little bit. It's like. Uh, this is, I'm so, I'm being so tired right of it. That's the one I'm getting so tired of. You know, good and well. Just, just cast the man. As Luke Skywalker and make it happen. I mean, honestly, what everybody's waiting to see. Give that man. Let's see <laughs> what happened in the thirty man. years, man. My God. Me, 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 him being Luke Skywalker. We're going to see a deep fake, a deep fake <laughs> actor playing Luke, and <sighs> or maybe they don't have they the money for it. Teasing him. I think they just keep teasing him at the same time too. I think I think it's coming, but they're they're making people wait because Ahsoka Tano. I've been waiting for her for something with her for that was the one thing I took from Clone Wars. Like they, I thought Ahsoka Tano was by far the best character in Clone Wars. Can I talk so, about Rosario Dawson's like mannerisms too? Like of Ahsoka Tano, it's like fucking spot on. You can like, talk about Rosario Dawson anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Um. Yeah, no, but her mannerisms were just spot on the way she was folding her arms and kind of walking with a hand on her hip or something like that. It's just yeah, classic. Like he just just nailed it. 
Yeah, man. Build it. So just freaking make it happen, people. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Luke Skywalker, why they will not give freaking Luke Skywalker what he needs. Not I mean, don't just kill him off. You already wasted the best character from Star Wars. One of the best characters from Star Wars. Okay, the best character is probably Darth Vader. But I mean, you can't just kill that guy off, man. He's, he's done too much. People have grown up with him. Can't yeah, that's true. I mean, it's sad that they kind of got rid of him in um, what the Last of the Jedi. The the crappiest movie. Yeah. <laughs> The best and crappiest movie at the same time. I remember watching and, it. And I, I remember you asking me this question. You kept pressuring me. It's like, what's the best movie? What's the worst movie for the last the next three? And I was just so like lost. I was like, I mean, clearly The Last Jedi is the worst movie, but it's also the best in my opinion, too. <laughs> like, like original. It's like it was so confusing. Right? I said it. I said, I said, if you are a Star Wars fan, you hate it. If you are not familiar with Star Wars, you probably thought it was it was a great movie, and and it was. I mean, it was a good story, good plot. It was a good story. Good story, right? If you're not familiar with Luke Skywalker, you didn't follow his adventures, you and you come into it like kind of fresh. If you didn't read the canon, I mean the uh, the Legends comics, right? Like you did, and all the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia <laughs> stuff, which they have all the even... building up Star uh, Luke Skywalker, and he's like, nope. He's a scrawny old man, and now he's dead. <laughs> yeah. It brought us like a really shitty, and in my opinion, third movie. <laughs> um, well, that's what happens when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, yeah. right? Yeah. They should have. They should have contracted whoever's going to make the next trilogy. It should all. It all should have been one person, right? Like, yeah. Like Ryan Johnson went in a totally different direction <laughs> than what uh, just for doing something unexpected, and are giving him supposedly another trilogy. Yeah, I mean the movie wasn't bad, but like I think what people was really angry about is that they messed up Luke Skywalker. That was the angry part. That's what people were like. Yeah, about, right? but you know what's funny? Like on social media, like oh, you just want you know. Uh, some patriarchal blah, 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 you know. And I was just like, uh, how about everybody just wanted the main hero of the franchise to get the send off that he deserved? Yeah. Maybe? No, they were, yeah. They tried <laughs> to put some like a uh, kind of social justice spin on it, and that's, and that's bullshit. It's <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> how about everybody wanted to see the main hero of the franchise get yeah. a chance to? Can we get that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I can't get past the kiss at the end of like the the rise of Skywalker. It's just like she should have died. I say it a thousand times. She should have died. What Skywalker rose up? Well, she goes by Skywalker now. She is not a freaking Skywalker, (laughs) but she she goes by Skywalker. She's a Palpatine. Rise of Skywalker. That that would. that would have been the poetic part of it yeah she goes through this journey of finding herself who are my parents she figures out who her lineage is or what her lineage is does the opposite goes becomes a hero yeah saves the skywalker family line boom you're done thank you ben skywalker you're up next (laughs) now you have 
Well, they're all dead. There was no Rise of Skywalker. Uh, uh, goes my Skywalker now. So yeah. And hey, look, I I go by Bruce Wayne. Does that make me a Wayne? Does that make, does that make me a Wayne? <laughs> I mean, I guess again, I don't know. If you got a billion dollars, to be more realistic, I I go by uh, Nicholas Obama. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, does that mean I'm gonna get invited to the next to the next vacation we have in Martha's Vineyard? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I got a thumbs up. So I got a thumbs one. up. That's so funny. <laughs> it doesn't do that with me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it might be because I'm using a different like I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> Ran over. That's so funny. All right, so I can't wait to talk about the next ep- like the next episode in full um, in our next episode. Uh, some good games are coming out, too, uh, finally. So Horizon uh, Forbidden West is coming out. So yes. I might have to take some time off of work to kind of watch that one. I mean, to play that one. Yeah, um, I got, I got um, Sifu that just came out. You heard of that game? Sifu? Yeah. What is that about? So it's it's a, it's a revenge story. It's like it's a kung fu game. It's a revenge story. Your your character is a kid. He watches his father get murdered, and he wants to go get revenge. Like eight years later, after he's grown up and mastered kung fu, that joint looks legit. I bought that. Horizon West, yeah. Gran Turismo Seven. Yes, I can't wait to get that game. <laughs> um, with the with the the way it's gonna play with the controller, because it you know it's all gonna be like yeah. Is, did you play the Astros Playroom on, on PlayStation oh, yeah. Five? Right, the way they, oh, yeah. I can't wait to get something like that on the controller, yeah. man. Oh my I god! Wish other games actually took advantage of that too. So, um, Ghost of Tsushima actually did a good job with the they have to controller where um, there's a part of the game where you have to like um, play music, and what mm-hmm. you have to do to keep up with the music is you have to tilt your controller up and down to kind of match um, mm. playing. In the okay, game, okay. Right. Which is actually you only see that by the way in the 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 DLC. So okay. the the Iron DLC. So loved uh love Ghost of Tsushima. I can't wait for freaking um Horizon Zero Dawn because part of the problem with that, and I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn just recently. Part of the problems with that game is that there's no real melee fighting. Um, it sucked. It sucked. Yeah, the melee is just, it was just very simple, right? And yeah. that's actually something that freaking Ghost of Tsushima did really well at, like the melee fighting, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he did archery sure. stuff. So yeah, um, like I I'm excited to kind of to kind of get into that a little bit as well to do a lot of the melee fighting. For sure. Missing the uh, Gran Turismo, I've, I I didn't get uh, Gran Turismo the the last Gran Turismo Sport, but I have almost all the Gran Turismo games, like from three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about buying sport, but it, it once I found out it was like a lighter mode, I was like, yeah. I'll wait that's, for the real. That was exactly it. Same thing with me. It was a lighter mode. Um, I think they heavily did online stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was actually thinking you made a good point about the controller too because I really wanted to. Um, I actually thought about actually getting a steering wheel, playing right? mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I may get the. Um, the, the VR2? The VR2 
that goes that as well. I'm not sure. But you know, tell me you're single, a single guy without telling me you're single. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's actually I'm actually pretty excited to, to kind of play this game. I actually just picked up a game. I probably won't be playing it anytime soon. Uh, because Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out soon. It's called uh, Death Stranded, I think. Uh, no, Death Loop. Death Loop. I heard good things about that. Yeah. I heard good um, things about that. Yeah, Death Loop. Uh, and I'm not a first person shooter guy, like at all. You're not. I'm surprised I you bought that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a first person shooter guy. This would probably be like the only. This might be the only first person shooter game I've ever. Maybe there's got to be another one. Um, this is this is the only first person shooter game I, I've owned, right for sure. Unless yeah. you want to count, unless you want to count, this is probably doesn't count at all. Metal Gear Solid Four, which has a first person shooter mode <laughs> in it. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't count that. Yeah, count it's that. yeah. I like my third person shooter um, yeah. situations, but or my, my third person situations, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to get inside uh, Death Loop. Um, I've been playing Horizons too much though, so I need to kind of get off of that. <laughs> um, I've also I had to, I did get I had to get a kids game. I started playing um, a, uh, it's called Immortals uh, Phoenix Rising. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it was it was like a it came out early on for PS Five, like when it was first released or whatever. It's a little cartoony, kind of said like with the ancient Greece and the gods and everything, mm-hmm. but it's something that the kids can watch, right? So play that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Well, look, man, let's go ahead. We've been going on for an hour and a half, hour and forty minutes. Uh, yeah, guys, I noticed that you shared the our podcast to like all over places. So if anyone watches, thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate the time, the effort. Um, yeah. It took me a while to kind of get all of the as always. In. No, screw you. I was talking about the the research. <laughs> um, no, you did a great job on that. Thank Obviously. you so much. Thank you. Um,